Welcome to Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, Post-Dispatch, joined by our beat reporters, Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. They've been all over the place tracking our heroes as they prepare for the season. And uh, right off the top, JT, what a difference it makes having a lot of time to prepare for a season, including uh, what will happen next week, which will be like training camp two with the uh, the main players as they have a lengthy time to prepare for the season. But Boy, what a difference from trying to race into a season with almost no preparation. Yeah, which is what they did. Uh, which is what they did uh, last season. No preseason games, and what they had about a, I think a week uh, of practice after being off all that long time. You know, starting uh, what January fourth was the first uh, practice. Uh, guys, is eight preseason games? Is that some kind of a Blues record? I know that's not easily uh, discernible. Uh, but uh, yeah, it seems like it's been a, a never ending preseason. And uh, as you said, uh, Jeff, then they have a, then they have a, a, a week uh, after the game, actually eight days after the, the, the preseason finale uh, Friday against Columbus, they're, they're going to be over in uh, Vail, Colorado for, for a little bit of uh, uh, a team bonding. And uh, eventually we will get to uh, a regular season. Say a trip to Vail, I think that's a throwback, uh, Jeff, to the uh, Mike Keenan era. The, uh, he made a few trips there with the, uh, with the gang. But you know, bonding, which is something this team uh, uh, you know, didn't have a chance to do, and so they'll have a chance to hang out, climb a few mountains, uh, whatever else, you know, probably no skiing to be done right now in Vail. But um, it'll, be a good, uh, it'll be a good week. But gosh, it's going to be a weird week. Um, camp will be done, and everybody else will be playing, and the Blues will be We'll be sitting around watching. So it's going to be a weird week, I think, coming up for all of us. There can be no complaints, JT, about, well, we we still have, we've got work to do to get our systems in place. Uh, they have uh, plenty of time to work on that. And but that yeah. segues into a, a, a happy topic for me. And uh, it just, uh, I even texted uh, uh, Tom on this because I, I just, uh, I kind of missed it up. And when I read it, it was the Blues are serious about actually, um, trying to put a little pressure on other teams with their penalty kill. So, uh, which a longstanding beef I've had repeated again and again on the net front, but uh, JT, it seems like um, if not our cries have been heard, maybe just the common sense has prevailed. Yeah. And uh, it, it was especially noticeable last night in, uh, in St. Paul, you know, against the wild, just how aggressive uh, they're trying to be uh, on the, uh, on the PK. And, uh, yeah, I've maybe not to, to, to the extent of, uh, of, of Jeff Gordon, but I've, yeah, it's been mystifying to me why, why they, they take this passive approach. And this is, uh, this is Jim Montgomery's baby here. And, uh, you know, it was really something to watch. Now they are granted, they, they gave up the one, the one power play goal last night, but, uh, just guys, Barbashev and Bozak are such good, penalty killers. And, uh, uh, you know, when, when you get, uh, Sunquist back at some point, he's another, just, a, just a superb penalty killer, but it's, a, it's actually fun to watch, uh, got th those type of guys, especially last night, Bozak and, and Barbashev, uh, uh, kill, kill penalty. So, so hopefully it'll bear fruit as, as the season goes along and then they'll, they'll, they'll be better than, than they have been these last couple seasons, which, which won't take much. I say they pretty much had no choice but to change the penalty kill because last year was so not good. I mean, that was one of the worst penalty kills 
for the Blues as a franchise in like 25 years. I mean, it's just not a good uh, group out there. It did not get the job done. And every goal is going to count this season. It is a tightly packed central division and you got to get everything you can. And I think it was Braden Shen who said, you know, you just look at trends around the league and this is, you know, the, apparently the trend around the league and the blues are one going to be one of the last to adopt it on uh, like effectively killing penalties. Well, and I guess guys, and we've talked about this too, uh, personnel changes also dictate this. You just don't have, you know, those a whole array of ranging defensemen with their long levers, um, you know, just taking away passing lanes and, uh, and it just with this mix of guys, um, it's just, you're going to have to rely more on maybe quickness and anticipation and, uh, and getting out, uh, versus, you know, sitting back and taking away. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. They, they, they're going more towards the uh, Smurf lineup there on, uh, on defense. No, 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 not really, but yeah, no, I, that, 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 that's an excellent, uh, a, a, an excellent point. And, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, it just, it just seemed uh, long overdue. Maybe they heard you, maybe they heard the net front, uh, it was like our first one of the season, wasn't it Jeff? When, when you went ballistic, maybe, maybe <laughs> it reached all the way out to Centene and they said, you know, this sounds like a good idea. Well, Doug Armstrong, you know, when he re-signed his extension, he said, you know, that he follows Twitter, that he that he reads stories, and uh, Baruby made some reference to to that as well about reading the notes. So, uh, you know, there. And then I asked, I asked Baruby if he uh, if he subscribed to the Post Dispatch, and he said uh, no. And I said that's a shame. So I don't know, maybe we can get him get him on a, our digital a, subscription list, yeah, right? He's a more modern guy. I think the digital subscription is the way to go for uh, for Greg for the chief. Old yeah. school approach coach, but yeah, more more of a modern yeah. digital guy. I think so. Read it on the plane, read it where, wherever you And as things. Jeff will tell us later, you can get this pod. It's easy to get this podcast. You can get it anywhere, right, Jeff? Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can, if you're on our, if you have a digital subscription and you're reading along with, uh, with, with JT and Tom are writing from day to day on the blues, uh, you know, th- that uh, podcast is likely going to be embedded in that story. So you don't have to go far. It's right there for you. You can pop it on, listen to it while you're, uh, you're it to uh, browsing the right to your story. Yeah. So, uh, well, you mentioned Barbashev, and this is a guy that's, another, you know, it just seems like he's been here forever. He's been here a long time. Uh, once again, um, and, and, and Vladdy mentioned it, that it's a big year for him as he continues to uh, establish himself in the league as, as a commodity. Um, I'll start with you, JT. Is there, you know, is there something more? I mean, he's, I think he's established his level. But there's always a side of me that thinks, you know, could he be just regular 15 to 20 goal guy? And he, could, he, could he be always in the top nine? And can he take a lot of shifts on the one or two line, depending on what's happening with the rest of the team injuries and such? Is, is, is there any more there is, um, for, for, for Myvin than we've seen? And, and he's been a good player for the Blues. Yeah. No, that's the tease with him. I, I, I'm the same way. I always think, boy, he's an effective player. He's a, he does a lot of things well, pretty good skater, pretty physical, uh, will pop in a goal. But, yeah, I, I just always think, boy, is there more for him in, in terms of uh, scoring. Baruby has had several conversations, and Baruby's mentioned to us, to him about get to the net, get to the net. And, and a couple of the goals he scored have been when he came to the net. And he, he showed up in, 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 in great shape. You know, he and Vladdy showed up uh, – lean they were tanned looks like they lost some weight they they both went down to miami for about five or six weeks 
And I don't know if it's an agent that has a setup here, but they have some kind of complex that they work at and they came back fit losing weight. I, I, I was wondering if, if maybe they had like sports writer memberships, uh, you know, maybe I could go down there too with him and hang out and lose a little weight, but uh, no, he, he, Barbashev and, and uh, is he a, uh, is he a, is he a UFA after this year? Is it I, he, Barbashev? I mean, he might be, but anyway, it, it's a big year for him. And, and uh, uh, I, I tell you what, out of all the different left wings that we've seen with uh, Shannon Buchnevich, I've kind of liked the Barbashev one. And, and I don't know if that's your first, second or third line, I guess probably your second or third, but uh, I, I just wonder if that's the way uh, Baruby will open. Uh, Barbashev has signed a two-year contract uh, this offseason. So he's got okay. A, so he's got, a, he's got a year left. He's got a year after this one. Um, yeah, you know, as, as you look and as we record this, we don't know what James Neal's fate is with this team. Uh, if Neal doesn't make the team, um, you know, and you look, well, they need another left wing on one of those top three lines. And you know, Barbashev would be as good as anybody. I mean, he might be the leading candidate uh, right now if Neil's not on the team and depending what happens with, with Jake Neighbors. Um, so yeah, you know, how much he scores is going to depend on what line he's on. When If he's down on that fourth line, you know, he's he could be a 10-goal guy at best. If he plays higher up, yeah, maybe, you know, he's a 15, 18-goal guy. Um, but I don't know that he's going to get a whole lot higher. Last year was a pretty good year for him, at least offensively. Maybe not as good defensively, but Last year was, um, you know, goal-wise, he only had five, but it was a shortened season, and um, you know, he started to show more. I think there. Well, it's it's easy to imagine him on a on a top line in the role of you know go get the puck, and you know he can use his speed. He'll he'll go into the corners. He'll 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 fit with guys. He can play with skilled guys. It's just a question. It's the old thing is yeah, he can play with them, but obviously not going to drive the play. That's what the other two guys are for. But he's the guy that could do some uh, do some cleanup if, if he's uh, if he's willing to. And I, and I think what happened there is with him and Vladdy. Uh, that's also where Kirill the thrill trains because his agent has that you know had him down there waiting to get his contract with the Wild. And if you're chasing that guy around, JT, um, you're going to get in shape because that that guy you know that the, the Wild's got him under contract now. I mean, we're looking at a guy who could be like a 90 point guy if not this year, next year, or soon. He's special. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. He had some, he had some, uh, uh, really good moments against the, uh, uh, the, the blues, uh, last year, but yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, I kind of like barbership on that Shen Buchanavich line. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, still, there's still about, there's still about three cuts. Uh, they've got to make, uh, 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 forward. And then obviously the tough, the tough decision, on on defense, I, I still kind of think Neil makes the club, but uh, but Ruby mentioned uh, today that uh, he, probably Neil and neighbors he, he's going to get another look at them uh, Friday night uh, uh, as he makes these final uh, roster moves. Yeah, so I think you know that's that's like the big mystery. I think those decisions on Neil and neighbors kind of drive all the other decisions going forward. Um, and at this point, you know, Neil seems better from a goal scoring alternative than all the other ones uh, they have there uh, among the guys looking at, they got a bunch of fourth liners and you got James Neal. So uh, if I think if you're looking to, to, you know, if you're looking for a goal scorer, someone who's a, a definite fit on that third line, Neil fits in there and that allows you to put Barbashev on the fourth line. 
And, and my, my pitch on that whole concept is, uh, you know, neighbors, very impressive camp, but you, what you want to make sure is that he totally develops his offensive game to the, to the, to the extent that he can. And, you know, is he, would he waste his time playing at a much lower level? Uh, not if he, not if he uh, develops more offensive confidence and because he clearly knows he's clearly a, a fit for this program. He's clearly a guy that is going to play the way the blues want, but is there, can he take his offensive game up a level by racking up numbers at a lower level? And, and is there value in that? I, I guess that's the question. You don't, want, you don't want a guy wasting his time, but in his case, you know, maybe if he's developing more of a, more of his offensive game, um, that's not a waste of time. No. And he's a guy that very realistic. He realizes uh, he wants it so bad. He realizes what he needs to work on. And, and he's mentioned that that was part of his, uh, his work in the summer, working on his shot working on his release. I think I mentioned in, in one of our earlier net fronts here uh, this season that he, I, I, you'd still like to see him be a little bit better finisher. I do think he flattened out a little bit in his play against uh, Dallas. And, and one other thing I'll throw out there, uh, especially with uh, Doug Armstrong, uh, you know, playing on that international stage, they think is very important for their players and for their development. And he has a real chance to be on Canada's world junior team. So, is he up for like the nine? Does he stay up here for like the nine games uh, uh, before uh, uh, his contract would, would start? Uh, uh, perhaps, but I I, I kind of think he's going to go. Uh, uh, he, he's going to go back to 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 junior hockey for one more year. Yeah, that Dallas game where they had him playing with uh, O'Reilly and Perron, and and he he had a very bad Corsi number in that game. He was like minus twelve or something, and and. While O'Reilly and Perron were both much closer to zero, and in practice today they had him skating on more of a fourth line scenario with with Barbashev and Bozak. So uh, looks like they're going to test drive him there and see if that gets better results for him. If if they can figure out how to make the roster moves they need to make and keep him up here, I think we'll see him for a trial run and go from there. And you know, it's while he gets you know nine games. You can spread him out over a lot of time. They could keep him up here for, you know, you know, a, a month and give him that extra time. You know, Robert Thomas, when he played his 10 games as a as a rookie, it was over the first 14 games of the season for the Blues. So, you know, they don't have to play him in the first nine games and then have that, you know, determine what happens. So they can get him more time tr- practicing here and, you know, playing here before they send him back. Certainly one of the good stories of, of training camp, but I guess another one, and you mentioned it earlier, JT, um, a tanned, fit, and happy Vladdy. We uh, spent all summer wondering how they were going to make this work if they're not able to move number 91, but he, uh, by all accounts, put his big boy pants on, came to camp, ready to go, which was the first indicator, and and so far, so good. If the Chiefs happy, um, that's a good sign. If Vladdy seems happy, I don't know if he's yucking it up with JT and Tom yet, <laughs> but uh, but it, it, but it seems like you know we're all pleasant. I guess we'd all have to say we're pleasantly surprised to see it uh, working out so well. Never did I think uh, this would happen and that we'd be here uh, on the uh, on the doorstep of a season and and and, and see Vladdy on the uh, roster. I I will say he has been smiling and happy and I guess uh, cordial on the uh, zooms. I thought the the Blues did a good PR move and brought him back. Uh, what a few days ago for, for another zoom, they need to just keep him in the rotation. And, uh, you know, once he answered our, 
really didn't answer the questions about the trade. Then you just move on and it's what's, it's what's in front of you. But uh, we all know though, uh, uh, Vladdy's, you know, he, he can pout. And so this can change. It can have a short shelf life, but yeah, uh, right now everything's good, but we'll just see, uh, you know, if, if, if he gets in a goal scoring slump or he doesn't like his minutes, but you know, he's on the flanks or the wings or the power play. He loves, he loves that. He didn't like it being down low there at the end of the season, but uh, uh, yeah. And we've said this several times. If he just scores 20, he doesn't even have to get back to 30. If he just scores 20 with the other moves they've made, picking up with Janavich and Saad and, and, and with, I think Cairo still has a lot more to give. He, he could, he could, uh, he could hit 20 goals this year. And I, I love that Cairo isn't afraid to, to shoot the puck. He, he rarely defers. He's like the anti Robert Thomas there. But anyway, if Laddie gets, if he even gets 20, uh, this could, this could be a fun offense to watch. Yeah, we should note that, yeah, as we kind of alluded to, but Vladimir Tarasenko's big boy pants, Jim, are not as big, I presume, I think, as they used to be. <laughs> may, may have tightened up a size there, or the belt or something. Um, yeah, you know, um, and, and I, I don't know if we all overreacted to the trade demand or how, how that would affect things. He seems happy or maybe he just realizes this is the situation. And if I, I'm not getting traded, I'm not going anywhere, um, I'd better be happy and I'd better score goals because I'm, I'm going to be here. Uh, and that's the only way if I want out that I'm going to get out. So he, he almost, you know, kind of has to have uh, this demeanor because uh, if he's a non-scoring uh, Tarasenko, that's uh, Tarasenko who is cemented in St. Louis because then you can't get rid of him. Well, JT's got his crew now, you know, obviously he's got, uh, you know, Barbashev there and, and Buchnevich comes in. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure Clem, Clem's going to be able to make the crew or not. He's kind of on the, um, I don't know if he'll make the cut for the entourage, but, uh, you know, he's got a comfort zone here, which uh, with guys who've been here a long time for his family, I'm sure that he's, that part of it's comfortable. And uh, within the team, there, there's a, there's a comfort level, at least for the, for the, for the immediate future. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point about the, uh, you know, having one, maybe two more Russians on the uh, roster and, uh, you know, and, and possibly next year, <laughs> uh, there could be a couple more. I, you know, I think Alexandrov's a year away from making a, you know, making a serious push for the team need, needs to get stronger. And, uh, and, and, and Torpchenko, I mean, that guy will hit people and, uh, uh, you know, possibly next year he makes a more serious run. So they, they, Suntin, uh, Community Ice Center could just be overflowing with Russians next year. And I, I, you know, Vladdy had that barbecue for all the Russians and, and, and cook for them. And I, I do think that adds to maybe the comfort factor and the, and the happiness factor. Yeah. And I, you know, even for a guy, you know, that, that pouts, I, you know, the players know him and like him, you know, I think the pouting may, may have a bigger effect on us uh, than, than it does to his teammates. Um, you know, they're just like, okay, that's, that's Vladdy and that's what he does, but he also can score, you know, 20 some odd goals in a season. And all right, I can, I can handle that. I can live with that. I think another underrated factor for a lot of these guys um, will be the fact that they can now go out and, uh, and be friend, really be friends again and, and, and be teammates like they used to be. You can actually go to a restaurant. You know, you can go out and you can um, you have a lot of time on your hands and you're not just locked in a room, which can only make things worse if you're slumping or you're unhappy and you're just kind of like, 
going back to your room. That's that's your life. So I think it, you know, and this is something they've been trying to. They kept talking about not having since bubble hockey. We keep going back to how horrible things were for them since you know there and, and then and beyond because they just they couldn't get that vibe back. Well, you know, now they got all this time and opportunity to go out and do the, the teammate thing, JT. Yeah, and I think it's especially important for this team because the Armstrong philosophy of I want a team of collect a lot of good to really good players. You know, we, we don't, we don't really have the, uh, the superstar approach here. And so I think, you know, team bonding is more important. They're, they're fully vaccinated. And, and that means they, yeah, they can go out on the road together. They can go to a restaurant. If you're not vaccinated, you're not, you're not supposed to leave the hotel to, to go to uh, a restaurant or, 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 or go to a bar. And so I think that'll be, uh, this will be a really good thing. And the, the players are, are really, looking forward to it. You, you look at last year, a guy like Krug, he never, he never really got to, you know, uh, see his teammates in, 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 in that light. And, uh, you know, maybe that factored into the uh, deciding to do the veil thing too, to just spend a, a little bit more time together. Yeah. You wonder, you know, I mean, Mike Hoffman, you know, hmm. probably like a specter to many of these guys. You just couldn't, uh, you couldn't spend time with him with the, uh, or get to know his family in any way. So yeah, there were some guys that came and went through this organization and now there's a, a chance and, you know, Sad and Buchnevich, you know, get them to, to fit in with this group. And that's going to be an essential part of uh, this team's success. They have a chance to get in some uh, high altitude drinking in uh, Vail, <laughs> which will be uh, helping their overall training for the season. So that'll, that'll be a positive. Uh, I'm going to, uh, all right, I've got to bring up a negative note because, you know, we're talking off air here about uh, Logan Brown or, and, uh, and I, and I guess it's, it, it apparently is, is, is not happening. And, and I'm trying to think of, I was trying to draw a comparison and, and, and this guy wasn't drafted nearly as high as Logan, but it was, you know, Phil McRae was a, I guess, a similar disappointment in the NHL. I mean, he looked like a player. He's a big guy, big forward, had NHL lineage, um, you know, and, and, and made it to the NHL, but barely, and, and just couldn't make them just, just could not play at the level, just could not play at the speed, the tempo, the intensity level of the NHL. And uh, JT, are we, are we starting to fear the same fate for, for Logan? Cause he's, it's been a while now since he, he was drafted and you would have thought he would have come in with his pants on fire, but apparently they were still, uh, uh, there was no smoke coming from the back pockets. So he's, he's not wearing his big boy pants. Is that what you're, you're, you're telling me? But uh, yeah. And, you know, he's had some moments where he's looked okay, you know, uh, move the puck skated well, but it just, it just hasn't happened. And maybe in a normal year when there, there isn't, uh, there aren't all these candidates for the uh, kind of the bottom of the roster at forward, uh, you know, maybe he makes, makes the club, but uh, you know, I, uh, I just can't, uh, I can't see it happening. We, we were talking at the, uh, uh, out at uh, Centene uh, that, uh, you know, it sure looks like they're going to get that fourth round pick. You know, if you had to bet, you wouldn't bet that he's going to reach that 30 game threshold here with the blues. No, um, just looking at the box score from last night where he was, you know, one, one for 12 on faceoffs, And um, yeah, you know, the, the, he's got, that's go not good, is it? that is not, that's 8% for those of you doing math at home. Um, that is uh so he's got to go through waivers. And I think I've said this before, though, you would, you would think that a guy that had had, wasn't going to make the team in Ottawa. If you don't make Ottawa, that you should be, uh, that should allow you to get through waivers. Um, 
you still don't know if a team was going to look at him and say, we can get this guy for nothing. He's six, six. He was a former first round pick. Take a chance on him. You know, does someone do that? Uh, the blues had to be prepared for that. They had to be aware for it when they, when they traded for him that, you know, he's got to go through waivers and we could end up having traded Zach Sanford for an effective fourth round pick. But um, you know, how do they feel about that? Does that enter into the dynamics over the next couple of days as they make roster decisions? Well, I'll tell you one guy on the last topic on the net front for uh, this week. And this was, I think he just did this for Jim Thomas because he's Jim Thomas's guy, but uh, he, he's not going to make the team. Obviously he's already found that out. Got the bad news on that, but uh, Nathan Walker, he, he shows up. So, you know, he's reminding everybody that, uh, Hey, um, you know, I'm still around. I've, I've sacrificed to, to be a professional hockey player. I'm, I'm going to go and, you know, going to go up to a, in a game and I'm going to make myself notice. I think he just, I think, I think he, I think our Australian friend did that for his guy, Jim Thomas. <laughs> that was some, uh, did you see that Jeff? That was some pelting he gave, uh, uh, yeah, Adam dance. yeah, yeah. Bob Bertuzzo, who, you know, he's been in a couple fights during his career. Bertuzzo took note of that and then, and then, and switched hands and then kind of eased up on him and actually helped kind of lower him to the ice as he was going down. <laughs> Cause he didn't want to hit his head a little and I think it's stretching it to say five foot eight, you know, I, I, I don't think he's five foot eight. I think he's probably closer to five foot uh, six, but uh, yeah. Uh, he, he, obviously he, he's going to be on the call-up list during the season. And he's always uh, he's when he's got called up, he's always produced to a degree as Tom says, or has said, uh, you know, it, it usually doesn't have staying power when he's brought up <laughs> a handy guy to have around. And uh, a fun guy to watch for sure. Yeah, usually when you get fights, you you just grab hold of somebody with with one hand and slug away with the other. And he showed uh, great dexterity there on breaking the guy's nose uh, by uh, with uh, getting by changing hands there. A two fisted fighter that we uh, that we seldom that we seldom see. Seldom you just see a guy get you know pretty much you know I would say laid out, but you know that a punch really land and do damage uh, like that. Well, he's an Australian guy, JT. Come on, I mean, it's not like I mean, it's a it's a rugged rugged country. You know, it is. They're hard. down there drinking those like those those ten W forty size uh, uh, cans of Foster and and you know hanging out <laughs> yeah. at the beach and chasing koalas around. Yeah, <laughs> chasing koalas around, and uh, you know, <laughs> see him clambering up eucalyptus trees or something. There you I go. could see I could oh. see Nathan Walker doing that. I I could see a yeah. whole Chuck Norris string of jokes with uh, Nathan Walker can do this. I, I, I think probably nothing's impossible for the guy. All right. Well, maybe nothing in basketball. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That is hype. But no, it's good for him. And he probably will be back at some point, if not claimed uh, elsewhere, Uh, he'll be back at the NHL at some point to, to bring energy for a short period of time to give the team a boost. And, you know, and then that's what we try to do here on the net front, trying to, uh, to give our fans a boost. The baseball season's over. People may have noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's uh, it's time to focus on hockey. Probably not a, a great time to focus on the zoo football. So ooh, ooh. sorry, Dave Matter and and Ben Fred and the rest covering the, the group down there. But it's, it's time to talk hockey, and we're here for you. A, a reminder that uh, you can find the Netfront uh, on our website stltoday.com and all of our other podcasts on stltoday.com/podcast, as well as uh, many, if not all, 
uh, podcast providers. Until next time, for Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordon. See ya.